We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou. We're recording this after the Memphis Grizzlies Warriors game, December 23rd. You are probably listening to this on Christmas Eve or before (laughs) the Christmas Day game. I might go as far as to say this is the game of the season to date for the Warriors. That that might be a a little bit of hyperbole, but when you consider all the players who are missing today, we can go down the list. Clay Thompson, okay. Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, okay. Damian Lee. I mean, James Wiseman, James Wiseman, Andre Iguodala. Did they even wow. have a Did they even have a wing who was healthy? I mean, it was a lot of Chris Chioza and Steph Curry backcourt minutes tonight. Uh, Moses Moody was getting in there. I mean, just the limited roster and pulling it out against who I think might be the third best team in the West Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies third or fourth best team. Actually, right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't sleep. Fourth, on fourth, 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 but I think, but I right. think, I think they're a damn good team and they're, I think they're one of those teams who might even be better come playoff time in general. And to pull that game out, I mean, I just makes up for whatever the hell that Niner game was. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're not going to talk to the Niners tonight because uh, I'm I'm furious. Maybe we'll get into the middle of the pod, but I, this damn, you're, I didn't think about this as being the best game of the season, Sam. But you put it in the perspective of Juan Scott Anderson had to play the minutes he had, Kevon Looney had to play the minutes he had, Chris Chios and the Manja Bielitsa, Kaminga and Moody got huge minutes in the third quarter. Right, this was a massive win for a team that I don't want to say that they had the Warriors number. But they play the Warriors very tough. The, the, in terms of matchups, the Memphis Grizzlies, I think, are a little bit more scarier than, for example, like the Utah Jazz. Right? Just the way that they play, the players that they have, the amount of wings and defenders that they can throw at Steph, they're just a really good matchup for the Warriors. And, the, and, and, and I think on top of it, Sam, the one thing I really, really, really want to say today, look, Steph breaking out of his slump against this team is just it's perfect. Right, you don't want to break a, a slump against like the Knicks, who are a bad team. You don't break this slump Sacramento against Kings. a team, Sacramento Kings. Break it against a team that's a great defensive team, because you know what? End of the day, Steph, when you slump, it's not about the other team; it's about you, right? And Steph tonight, forty-six points, big shot after big shot. I mean, just that's the MVP. Like that's how yeah. great he was tonight. 
That's the starting point. Eight for 14 from three felt like he hit a key bucket every time the team made it. And it wasn't just about the, the three pointers or the big time shots. Uh, it was setting other players up. Four assists is never going to do justice for what he did. They ran a lot more pick and roll tonight. That was something I noticed. Maybe, maybe by necessity, yep. maybe by necessity. Uh, a lot of the, in the second quarter, or maybe it was the first or second quarter, they did the four on three from their own free throw line. You know, like it was just so silly. Like Memphis jumped Steph and Draymond's just taking the ball from free throw line to free throw line for layup. Um, Steph didn't turn the ball over, which for me, I, I would rather Steph have three or less turnovers than eight to 10 assists, to be honest right. with you. Like it, it was that type of game. And, he just, I mean, this is why he is one of the two to three best players in the NBA. Very few players can play up to the level that Steph is playing right now. And, you know, we Gary Payton, the second, was my favorite story of this game. But we'll Steph, get to it. man. We'll get to it. 46 points. Um, they needed every single one of them. They were missing their second and their third leading scorer. They were missing uh, – their best shooter behind those guys and Damian Lee. I mean, they were just, they were just down offense, honestly, uh, yeah. outside of Gary Payton, uh, the second contributing some offense, not a single other player got to double digits. That's what, that's how you need to put it. They scored one thirteen. Steph had 46 of them and they weren't easy buckets. I, on top of the threes, by the way, I want to point out Steph was making a lot of shots inside, which was good to see because he's been oddly, missing those shots inside. And that's, that, that's been weirder to me than the slump from the yep, outside. Yep. Wow. Classic hipster take. Throw up the meme. Jesus. Get this guy. <laughs> get this guy a hipster pick over here with the beard. Um, finish the game with a left-handed layup. I uh, thought he did a great job of, of instead of passing it back to Draymond off a double, which Jaw was cheating to get to that double team that that uh, f- that Steph throws a relief out, release uh, valve pass off to. He went straight to the rim and made a layup and clinched the game. I thought... Just classic step. Made all, the, made all the shots he needed to, and then made some insane shots off the dribble, step back, off the bounce. He even had a few that was off, like running backwards, getting a pass from JTA there on the on the above the break three. Just insane stuff where like it looks easy when it's Steph because we're used to it, we're spoiled. But like when you're a fan that watches it, when you're a fan that doesn't see Steph as much and you're watching him shoot from these ends, you're just like, nobody makes these type of shots. 46 points on 22 shots. Nobody in the NBA, efficiently too, nobody in the NBA does, has ever done what Steph is able to do tonight. So it's, it's just really nice to see him come out with slump, slump against a team that I think gives the Warriors trouble. The, the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Warriors earlier this season, right? And part of that issue was that the Warriors weren't able to score in crunch time. Tonight, the Warriors had a few turnovers, Sam. Down the stretch, Steph, Draymond, Draymond, but made enough, did enough, and I think did enough offensively to where you're still comfortable with how they played. And I think Steph's a huge part of that. And then we'll talk about GPT later on as well. So, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the type of thing where it's just like, you know, this is why Steph should be the MVP because we can complain about crunch time lineups. And they do throw a lot of non-shooters out there, and they do throw some very defensive lineup combinations. End of the day, though, if Steph is on his game, it doesn't really matter. So sometimes sometimes we make it more complicated than it is. Sometimes it comes down to just Steph playing at a level that 
I mean, quite frankly, there's really only two other players in the NBA who can really get to. So he needs to, you know, when, when he plays at that level, a lot of things go away. It's that simple. Um, let's, let's talk uh, Gary Payton a second. Dude, can they just guarantee his contract already? <laughs> we got, uh, we got, I think, two weeks till the guarantee date. It's January 10th. Uh, it has to be foregone conclusion at this point, right? Like, he's not even the 15th man on the roster. He's like the seventh or eighth man yeah, he in the really rotation is. at this point. Um, really the shooting, phenomenal, but like, and he, it, and they needed it tonight, by the way, four for seven from three, nine for 16 from the field, but like, in general, just a excellent player needs to needs to be in the rotation. At, at all. Yeah, I just just it. He's fearless. That's the the only thing. I, he just not scared at all. I think last year's story. I compare him to JTA because I think they're of the same ilk, right? They've been in the NBA circles for a long time, trying to break through the league, and they got a chance with the Warriors, and now they've broken through. But the difference between JT and GP two is. GP2 isn't scared. He's a play finisher. And JTA is not a play. He's more of a play starter. He's going to make the right pass. And if he doesn't make the right pass, it could look ugly a little bit, right? Tonight, he had a few turnovers that you're scratching your head about. GP2 is just saying, give me the ball. I'm going to finish. Right hand, left hand. He's going to cut to the rim. He's going to dunk it. He's going to lay it up. Doesn't matter if you're seven foot tall or not. And then if you're going to give him an open shot tonight, he's not going to turn it down. He shot seven threes and made four of them, and he made one in crunch time that clinched the game. That's the type of stuff where, oh, I thought that was Clay Thompson in the corner. Right? Like, the that's way, the stuff that Clay Thompson does. By the way, the, sh- the, the shooting feels real. It uh, does, because, doesn't it? Because, because he's not taking hard threes. People aren't guarding him like he's Clay Thompson. Right. He's getting in rhythm, feet set, catch and shoots. He doesn't hesitate on them. It's not Draymond or JTA or even Iguodala who. Uh, I don't want to say hesitate on shots, but they're definitely looking to pass first. And when they realize that they have to shoot the ball, then it's like, ah, fine, it's going up. You know, for him, it's like, oh, I'm open. My feet are set shooting this right now. He's not thinking about the next shot. And I I, I think this team needs that from someone other than Steph and Clay and, and Otto Porter. Uh, Wiggins has been doing that all year. He's out of the lineup. They need guys who just have confidence that if they're open and the feet are set, they'll take the shot. Just take the shot. I, I thought I thought Otto Porter and Bielitsa, both vet men guys, did a great job with that tonight. They're open. They just take the shot. You know what I mean? Don't hesitate. But, yeah, you know, back to GP2, just superb defensively. He didn't guard John Morant all game, but John Morant didn't go for 30 tonight. One of the things that we thought about John Morant in the playing game earlier this season, he's unstoppable, right? You put him in the mid-pick and roll, he gets to that in-between spot, and he shoots an eight-foot floater. It's money every time. You didn't see that tonight. Now, John Morant just coming back from an injury where he was out for over a month, but still, like, that's something where it's like GP2 has an enormous impact. That's that Clay Thompson stuff I'm talking about where he's not Clay, he's not 6'7", but he's got the de- elite defensive skills that he can play one-on-one against elite point guards. And then if Gary Payton Jr. is hitting – open three-point shots, I mean, it's over, Sam. That's like a $15, $20 million player, if not more, if he's hitting those shots. It's just the confidence, the confidence to take those shots with no hesitation. It's just, I, I did not see that coming at all, coming to the scene. That's the crazy part. You know, it's like he's he's mentioned Alex Caruso as someone he looks up to in the sense of like G League guy, clearly his best skill is defense, 
but Caruso turned himself into like a very smart offensive player, like someone you can just count on to throw out there. Like he's not going to ISO, but he knows how to cut off ball. He knows how to finish plays. He knows how to make the extra pass. He'll hit an open shot. And um, when GP2 said that, I was like, you know what? That's really smart. Because like we know Gary Payton II can play defense. The question is, can he do enough stuff on offense to stay on the floor? And the answer right now to me is yes, man. I, we know he can finish at the rim. We know he's an excellent cutter. He he started the game off with a bunch of baseline cuts and just finishing them. Yep. Um, yep. And then he, now that he's showing he can he can catch and shoot. No one's asking him to to come off of a pin down and right, shoot the right, ball like right, you know, Clay Thompson. Right, right. I'm asking him to hit an open shot because in crunch time, defense is going to be like, all right, we're, let's help off. Let's help off Gary's man. Let's send a second body at Steph from GP2's man. He just has to be able to hit the shot and be like, no, you're not going to do that because I'm going to kill you that way. Well, you know? by the end of the game, I, I thought it was going in. Like, yeah. He shot the ball and I was just like, yeah, that's going in. I just, you know, you, you get that feeling and it's, it's it's just, you don't get that feeling about a lot of guys that we've seen in the war because they're just the Warriors play defensive focus guys and they're going to, they're going to want to like Andre Godala, you feel like he's going to make the shot, but. Yeah, yeah, they they want to pass. Like JTA is another guy that just he made that pass to G to GP two actually. He yeah. had a he had a relatively open ish laid up. He could have laid it up for a reverse or straight up maybe got fouled, but he said no because he's an Andre disciple where he's gonna look for the guy in the corner. And GP two when he shot that shot, it just the shot looks better. He says he's worked on it so much. Twenty years old, he understands that this is probably his last shot to be a true NBA player. And like you said on the top of this segment. Guarantee his contract. He's gonna be a player that's a top seven, eight rotation guy in this team that's a championship contender. Just massive, massive fine by the Warriors front office. It's just it's just a, elite it, stuff. It's so funny because Oh god, you, you I know what you're Steph, gonna say. Yeah, because you know had Stephen Draymond yep, campaigning yep. For, for Avery Bradley and yep. well, I he was wasn't too. Really, he's a veteran. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally, I totally get it. Um, he wasn't even going to make the roster; like, it wasn't a guarantee he would. And here we are, not even halfway into the season, or well, pretty much halfway into the season. Let's be real. But like now, it's just like, dude, this guy is not only does he deserve a roster spot, it, he needs to be in the main rotation every night, and he is. I, I like, I, I just can't see Steve not playing him. He does everything harassed from player, right? Yep. Yep. I mean, that that that's the other thing. He doesn't, you know, Kamingo played tonight and, you know, he had some good minutes. He had two threes, Sam, two threes, but was miserable defensively, which is, you, you get it. I mean, they're just, this team is an attacking team that's physical, but GP2 doesn't make any mistakes defensively or really offensively. And that's the stuff that's going to get you on the floor with, with Steve Kerr. So, man, GP2, just get this guy 20 plus minutes a game. He is, he is an awesome, awesome player. I think part of what I was scared about at the beginning of the season is like, maybe the shine wears off, maybe teams scout GP2, but you know what GP2's counter was to, to the scouting report? Making threes. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, just, that's a- and that's always been the thing. He, you know, it's like, does he have enough offense? And to me, it looks like he does now. I'm excited to see, uh, well, they're probably going to stick him on Devin Booker, to be honest with you. But I, I would love to see him harass Chris Paul on Christmas Day a little bit. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform 
with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, let's let's get to the goons. Let's get to the goons. <laughs> Good night for the goons. And Ryan, what's up, bro? Good, good. Uh, have the Lakers game on. They're 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 in hell. It's wonderful to watch. They're running a Isaiah <laughs> Thomas, THT, Russell Westbrook lineups. Really makes me appreciate the Steve Kerr, JTA, Looney, Draymond lineups even more right now. But uh, I just wanted to shine some love on Looney for that screen on Dylan Brooks. It made me cheer louder than anything tonight. I literally got up <laughs> off the chair. I was like, let's go. I felt like a 60-year-old white man rooting for that screen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no. By the way, we should talk about Looney, who, let's be real, he's gotten a little – and we appreciate the call, Ryan. He's yeah. gotten a little bit of, uh, like, criticism for just the things he can't do. But – he, he's kind of the Iron Man of this roster. Can you imagine that? It's like he leads the roster in games played, just phenomenally boring but effective defensively with the screens. Having a nice little season. I agree. Um, I, I just – Kevon Looney, as someone that I look in the mirror, I see myself in Kevon Looney. Uh, I just – I just I think he's underappreciated. It, it, the, the problem with Looney is that the stuff that he doesn't do well is so obvious, right? He's not going to make a layup. Right, he can't. Although, did you see him make two mid-range jump shots tonight? I, I was, I was like, oh man, if Kevon Looney's gonna start consistently, we know that's probably not gonna happen. But uh, I yeah, thought it was really, really cool that, that he made those mid-range jumpers. Really, that cool. fifteen, that fifteen footer he hit, I was like, ooh, where'd that come ooh. from? Ooh, <laughs> is that high school? Is that high school Kevon Looney? Um, good for him. Good for him. Um, he's going to be starting throughout the rest of the season. I don't think, you know, knock on wood, uh, James Wiseman gets healthy, but it's uh, it's Looney's it's Looney's job to lose. But good for him. Good defensively. He's got a good matchup on Christmas against DeAndre. He was not very good against them in back to back games there, so he could he can redeem himself on Christmas. I'm excited to see what happens. Agreed, Ricky. What's up, man? All right, so I couldn't call into the last show because getting out of the parking lots near Chase Center is just an absolute mm. nightmare. Mm. So, um, but at least this, the talk of Steph's demise was just, you know, very premature. So um, let me ask you this. Uh, what to you is the best predictor that Steph is about to bust out of a slump like he did tonight? Honestly, uh, that's a great that's a great question. Isn't, isn't, isn't like the beauty of Steph that – it doesn't matter if he's in a slump. It you don't does. know when it's coming at all. <laughs> I was going to say, it doesn't matter if he's playing a bad team or a good team. I, I don't know. The only thing is, like, the worse he shoots, the better he's going to come out of it. Like, we talked about this. He's about to shoot 55% from three for four straight weeks, right? Like, we're about to see something special here because he was just so, quote, unquote, bad for the last month or so. We're, we're going to see him get so hot. He's just going to start taking and making absurd shots. 
I think he's a little bit of a showman, though, to answer the question. He wanted to show off tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. He knows that's a team that's a very, very good basketball team that's beat the Warriors the last couple of times. So it's a team he wanted to show off against. Ah, that's the fun of it. Was it was it pre-planned or did it just happen <laughs> random stuff? Let's keep moving. Vibish, what's up, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, Mina yeah. Times AV. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, Steph is just a savior, man. I cannot believe how good this guy is. Um, all right, so I, I just wanted to ask. Uh, it seems I'm I'm pretty pessimistic about the Christmas Day game without Wiggins or Poole. But uh, the five after that are pretty interesting games. Nuggets, Nuggets, uh, I think it's Jazz, Heat, Mavs. So where do you think the Warriors land after that six games, after the six-game stretch? Or five, I guess, if, if you assume the Suns loss, which I hate to do with Steph, but, you know. Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. So let, I'm pulling it up right now, Andy, just so we can, uh, we can, we can talk about it. So first off, the Warriors don't play – they play Christmas Day, which is Saturday. They don't play again until Tuesday. I think Jordan Poole should be out of protocols by Tuesday. Uh, Wiggins, probably not till the following game. So there's, they should get their rotation back by latest the 30th. So maybe two more games without the guys who are in protocols. Um, and, and it's two games against the Nuggets. It's the Jazz. It's the Heat. It's the Dallas Mavericks. I, I it, to me like okay, so maybe they lose on Christmas because of I, I would guys. say that's a, that's a loss on Christmas. I would say yes. Yeah, they're not going to be favored. It, that's too good a team to have that many guys out. And then um, and then they have a reasonably favorable schedule outside of Utah at Utah on New Year's Day. That is just that is a loss. That like, sounds <laughs> like a lot. I mean, that sounds like a. You seen Steph's pick in New York? That sounds like a loss. Yeah. Other than that, I think most of these games are winnable, and I think they're in a pretty good spot until we get to that ninth game against Cleveland. To when maybe we we'll get a Clayback. So Clayback. I, yeah. I don't think. I think that I don't think they're going to drop too many games during this COVID spell before Clay comes back and everything. Which is, you know, they they've built a nice little lead for themselves. But like, it's good to know that they're not going to fall big time behind for other circumstances. I'm with you. I'm with you. They maybe go 500 or maybe a game or two about 500 in that stretch. Um, it, it's just tough without your second and third leading scores and Clay Thompson. If you really think about it, they're missing their second, third, and fourth leading scores. Yeah. On the team right now, right? So that's, that makes it – you kind of can't blame them for any losses. But the Denver Nuggets are going through the same stuff. Nobody's healthy on that team. Half the team is, if not injured, it's, it's, they're on COVID protocols too. So maybe you steal one, maybe you get two wins against that team, right? Um, so it just – the NBA is such a shit show right now where it's kind of hard to predict because you know what, what's going to – you know what might happen between now and Christmas? Devin Booker and DeAndre May might go into protocols. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just you – just, you just don't know. So – I just, I just, I haven't heard, we haven't heard anything about Poole and Wiggins. The only thing I'll say is I hope those guys are healthy. Hopefully they don't have symptoms, right? Hopefully they'll come back and be okay. Um, that's, that's really the only thing I'm hoping for um, across this next week. Yeah. Let's keep moving. Oh, it's our guy. Just a Reddit. What's up, brother? Eric. Uh, what's, what's up, team? What's up, man? man? Yo, we, we're like, we won five out of the last six games, right? Yeah. I'm looking at uh, coming up. It is rough, right? We get Suns, Nuggets, Nuggets, Jazz, Heat. But you just hit on it. Um, 
who knows what the protocols look like. We're pretty insulated in California. There's a chance that, uh, you know, pool Christmas would be day nine for pool. It might be a long shot, but if he is asymptomatic, um, especially given like when they were testing, he may be able to produce two negative tests. Like if he cranked out a negative one today and tomorrow, or right. if he does tomorrow and the next day, it is like, it's a possibility that he could play on Christmas day. It's a long shot. Wiggins. I don't think there's any chance. Damian Lee, there's not a chance. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I was going to, I was going to say Steve Kerr said today, pre Memphis game, um, not expecting anything back for Christmas based on the testing that's going on. So, so like you said, like Jordan Poole would have to test uh, negative literally t- tomorrow morning and start, yeah. start the process going. But anyway, you're, you're right. Like they're, they're very close. So maybe it's one more game. Yeah. You know, they kind of buttoned up jaw tonight, to be honest, like yeah. outside of the last like six or seven minutes, I forgot he was on the floor. Yeah, they, they played really well against him. I thought that's a great point. Their pick and roll defense was fantastic, and honestly, I think a lot of that is GP two. I think a lot, well, a lot yeah. of it's Draymond. A lot of it's Draymond. I mean, if you're if you're going to play small ball five, Draymond is switching on the jaws is is a is a great uh, antidote to what he can do. But GP two as the guy, it's just it's just such a it's like what we've seen with Clay Thompson, right? It's like we've seen Clay's elite point of attack defense against elite guards for so many years. GP2 brings the exact same thing, if not better, actually, because <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just quicker. Yeah, GP2, they struck gold, man. I think, like, dollar for dollar, Gary Payton the second is, like, the best acquisition in the NBA right now for, like, how little they're paying him and what they're extracting out of him. It's just unbelievable. Uh, they really, really hit on it. Yep. Agreed, man. Agreed. Agreed. Appreciate the call, man. Have yeah, good one. talking to you guys. Thanks, brother. Yep, bye. Let's keep moving. She has dub Reddit. Salute. Karma, hey, what's what's up? Hey now. Um, hey, today is my birthday. It's on the East Coast right now. I'm on the East Coast, so happy ooh, birthday. Happy birthday. Yes, thank Let's go. you. And I'm so glad we got this win because I would have been ugh, I probably wouldn't be able to sleep. I would have been very upset. But how about GP2? Okay. Break <laughs> out. Break out. And and I just want to round this off with Kaminga. If he don't start grabbing rebounds, I'm going to fight him <laughs> because that, he had two. So I guess that's an improvement from the first time he uh, played. But he, he's got to get it together. He does. But overall, Steph, we knew he was going to come through. And Dylan Brooks, I want to punch him in his face every <laughs> single time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but I love you guys, and thanks for always doing such a great job with putting. Happy, bir- happy birthday! Yeah, you, you have a great one. You have a great one. Get some wine, get some champagne. Just appreciate you calling and happy birthday. I, by the way, what she said about Dylan Brooks, I, somebody I was watching the game with a few friends today, Sam. Somebody comped Dylan Brooks to Marcus Smart, where. I think if you're playing against them, you hate it, right? Because you're just like, yeah. fuck this. He's super annoying. But I think here's the twist. When you're rooting for a guy like that, if you're a Memphis fan or you're a Boston fan, you actually don't really like that player that much because they actually do a lot of stuff that's not so great. And I think that's a great comparison because, guys, when we, me and you watch, because we don't watch every Memphis game, we think, oh, Dylan Brooks, very, very good player. I don't know how many Grizzlies fans actually love him because he's such a streaky guy that doesn't really necessarily take the best shots on offense all the time. 
I think it's a great oh, comp. He thinks he's, I think he's better on. I think he's better on offense than he thinks he is. Or and so. Marcus Smart is better on defense than Brooks. But yes, correct. Both guys think they're better mm. on offense than they are. I think Smart it's is better been, on defense. It's, it's been it's it's been a minute with Marcus, but uh, <laughs> Boston's Boston's been Marcus. like the. He's been sort of in a dark place for like a year now. <laughs> Maybe not a year, but like I, I'm soured. You know, you know how much I yeah, love that Celtics yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. they've uh, they've made me very like I, I've got the uh, upset in very, dad. Got hey, very Golden. dark. Yeah, yeah, what I was gonna say. I don't know, man. I still like him. He reminds me also of like Jay Crowder to some degree. Where it's oh just, god, yeah, he is. Just, it, it, Boss Man '99 vibes. Where it's just, it's just, he definitely the thinks, got the gun. The yeah, I don't know what Jay Crowder. Did. I just – my favorite Jay Crowder is when he starts salsa dancing on the Lakers. Like <laughs> it actually that, is amazing. That's, that's, that's the only thing that matters. But what I was going to say is um, Dylan Brooks, good player. I actually probably would like him on my team, even though he takes terrible shots. I, like, objectively, the, the comp is correct. He takes <laughs> – he takes about he takes shots like he's a second option when he really should be a fourth option. You know, like that's that's just how he rides. But I kind of I kind of like him. I kind of like him. I'm sorry. He's good I just, vibes. Yeah. Well, I, I also think like the alpha of that type of player, not the exact same, but the alpha of that type of player is Draymond Green. It just right, right, right. He right. just kicks your ass. Just, you just hate playing against like Yvonne Shumpert had a great podcast, right? That just that came out um, talking about yeah. just playing Draymond is such. It's just difficult. Um, by the way, Draymond's defense tonight incredible. I don't know, like we didn't bring it up at all. We should. It's just it's just normalized at this point, but just incredible defense against Jaw, Jaron Jackson, just everywhere, right? For for a team that that struggled in the first half to shut down Memphis, locked them up in the second half. Draymond Green, defensive player of the year. Not even close. Absolutely. I right, keep moving. Got a couple more to get to. There we go, yeah. Luke. Luke, what is up, my man? Hi, hi, hi. Merry Christmas, boys. How you going? Yes, sir. Good. Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? Yeah, Christmas Eve. They, celebra- they, celebrate- they celebrate Christmas in Australia? Of course they do, mate. We celebrate it harder than you do, kids. What are you talking about? Ah, shit. I don't even celebrate it, so I'm good for you guys. Yeah, that's all right. Well, it's- everyone's going in a fucking lockdown down here, so that's all right. Oh, so God. Stay safe. <laughs> I get to stand up, sit on light years with my Discord boys and talk shit. It's great stuff. Get on board. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, what's the... Uh, how good was it to see um, on that pick and roll defense you guys were talking about Draymond when Draymond chewed out Gary Payton and he fucked up and then they had that big heated timeout and he actually played better after the after he got chewed out. I think mean, that's a great omen for us going forward. I think that's just fantastic. And also, just two other more things. Um, <laughs> isn't it funny how when Steph has a great game now, all the MVP narratives like, Oh, it's early in the race now. But when Kevin Durant did the other week, it's like, oh, Steph couldn't do that. That's fucking bullshit. I'll give him the MPP now. It's all good. <laughs> Funny how that works, isn't it? When the guy's 6'3 compared to fucking 7 foot. But anyway, I won't go there. Um, two questions for you boys. What would you, What do you guys think Joe Lake wants under his Christmas tree at Christmas time? And what do you think Steve Kerr wants under his Christmas tree? And what do you guys want on your Christmas tree for the Warriors? Cheers, boys. Have a great Christmas. Thanks, brother. Oh, I love that question. By the way, Luke with maybe the best anecdote of the game. Gary Payton, the second, not getting annoyed when Draymond gets on him, but it actually motivating him. Very good omen for the playoffs. Very good omen for the playoffs. Because Draymond's going to get on you about things, about mistakes you made. Are you mentally tough enough to ride with it and get better, right? I I just 
Draymond used to get on Clay. Clay hated that shit. We knew that. Clay didn't give a fuck. I mean, just no, he's, it, gonna, play it never, he's gonna get better. Yeah, it never it never affected him. So nope. just sign of sign of a gamer. Okay, sign of sign of a dog. Yes. What do you uh? What do you think Joe Lacob wants under his Christmas tree? <laughs> Joe, what Joe Lacob wants under his Christmas tree is James Wiseman to get healthy and become the starting center. Okay. What do you think Steve Kerr wants under his Christmas tree? <laughs> Steve Kerr wants Chris. Jo- no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Thirty minutes per game for Chris Chioza. <laughs> um, I think Chris. I think Steve Kerr is having everything that he's got. You know, I mean, Steve Kerr is having a dream season, and he's got a See, Steve Kerr. Wa- Steve Kerr wants James Wiseman not to come back. No, <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. He wants. He wants Steve, uh, Kerr, Steve Kerr. No, Steve Kerr wants wants uh, wants Jordan Poole to play full time point guard. Those stuff can stay off ball. No, I think Steve Kerr is having a great year, man. I don't think he wants any. Things. What more can he ask for? He's living the dream. Strength the numbers. I know. As long as he doesn't have politics with who to play, I think he's a happy, happy man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what do you, do you? Who do you want now? Who do you want? Let me ask you. Who do you want? What do you want? What, what do I want? Yes. I just want the vibes to continue. It's good <laughs> vibes. It's a positive vibe light in your season. Yes, sir. Clay, get healthy. We know. We we can all agree. Yeah, Clay, 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 get healthy. Yes, sir. That's it. All right. Keep moving. Hey, what's, Drew, what's, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I, I guess it's my first time on Lightyear, so we're pretty excited. Yeah, Salute, bro. Um, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad the Warriors pull out the win today, uh, especially after what the Niners did. If, if the Warriors found a way to lose that game in the fourth quarter, I would have raged, like literally <laughs> raged. <laughs> in fact, in fact, when and uh, late in the fourth quarter, when um, I think the Warriors had like three consecutive turnovers or something crazy like that. Uh, and uh, the, I think the Grizzlies came back and tied it at 104. Um, my dad and I were so mad, but it wasn't really because of the Warriors necessarily. It was because, like, it was like 95% of the anger was directed at Jimmy. Like, I, it was so, so bad. But but, but anyways, um, coming back to the game here, um, obviously great game, great, great to see Steph go off against, against a team like this, right? Uh, and like, uh, I guess the question I have for you guys is like, is the Grizzlies Warriors rivalry? Is it, is it a real thing or do we need to see a couple more? Ooh, I love this question. That's a great one. You have, uh, appreciate the call calling again, my man. Um, do you think it's a rivalry yet? Are we calling it a rivalry? Make it a rivalry. Make it one. I, I don't give a fuck. The, the NBA, the N, no, the, no, 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 no. But I mean it in like the NBA needs stuff like this. They need teams that hate each other or like pretend to hate each other or just play each other tough, right? And the Warriors are the team that people care about the most. And this is a this is up and coming John Morant, point guard of the future, right? Dylan Brooks, annoying as hell. Their version of Draymond Green, Jaron Jackson, up and coming big guy. Just they're the fourth seed. It looks like they're going to be a good team for a long time. I just I, the Warriors took down the grit and grind Grizzlies. They ended their existence. Like the Grizzlies have a chance with this young team to kind of end the Warriors. I think it's a great story, Sam. Get 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 this team in the second round. It's going to be good for the NBA. I think they, I think the NBA deserves it. I think it's all. I I agree with you. I need to see them in a playoff series against each other before it's a full on rivalry for me. But the reason I love the Grizzlies and the reason I like Dylan Brooks, they take it personally. Nobody likes this. We're we're all best friends, Fuck and we're that. just we're just playing and having a good time. And we're like, I want, I want to watch a guy like Dylan Brooks. Where, and I know Dylan Brooks doesn't actually hate 
the right. Warrior players. Right. Like, right. Like he's, he's, he doesn't like it's, but he takes it personally for 48 minutes. Like he wants to prove he could shut Steph down. He can't, but he wants to prove he can. And he competes that hard. That's what I like to see. That's also, by the way, why we like watching CP3 compete against Steph. I I, I dislike CP3's style, but like he takes it personally. We like seeing those type of battles. So bring it on, man. Yeah, I, I agree. This is why I think football is is such a great sport because you have no choice but to hate each other. Just the physicality of that sport, you have no choice but to hate the guy across from you. And I think that's what makes it so passionate. I think get that with the Warriors and the Grizzlies, Warriors and Suns. I mean, Warriors, Lakers, Warriors, Nets in the NBA Finals. Shit, doesn't get any better. Doesn't get any better. Yeah. Yep. Let's keep moving. Shout Couple out to the Lakers, call. by the way. Shout out to the Lakers. Playing well. Shout, shout out to the Lakers. Ty, yo, what's up, man? yo, how's it going? What's up? It's, it's good. What's up, my man? Man, good game. Great game. Um, it's, it's, it's good to see the boys close out a, a close win. Um, I like to go back and watch a lot of like the, the close losses to see what happens. Usually it's a lot of like weird tone, turnover stuff. Um, but it was just nice to see them like execute because like Clay getting back or, or, or Wiseman or the kids or, or, or trading them for Miles Turner. That's not going to fix execution issues. Um, and so just them executing. I know Steve's pretty happy. Um, but it's just good to see, uh, fuck the Grizzlies. And I actually, uh, I don't, I don't really believe in any of these teams, uh, outside. Like I actually weirdly believe in the Jazz. I don't believe in the Suns. I don't believe in the Grizzlies, uh, cause Clay's not playing once. You once, don't believe once. in the Suns. You don't believe in the uh, Suns. Not at all. I think the Suns Why? consistently play at a, uh, an incredibly high level, but I think their ceiling is significantly lower than like the rest of the title contenders. Like I, I don't think they're hitting the level that the this, Nets, this, Bucks, this. Warriors are hitting. I just don't. Huh. This is the type of CP3 hate I want. I <laughs> like, they're great. They're really, really good. But the simple fact of the matter is, like, yo, Aiton looks great next to CP3. Like, CP3 looks great in that context. But, like, you know, eh, we'll see. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, Sam. I Just the ceiling of the Phoenix Suns. Are they a regular season team in, like, the, the, the San Antonio Spurs when they used to win 58 games a season? But they can't really turn it up because they don't have – I think Devin Booker is – is that guy though? So I, think I do think they have here's that the, Here's the one thing I'll say. I think I think Mikel Bridges is that type of defender. I knew, I know Chris Paul can play defense even though he's fouling half the time. <laughs> I think <laughs> Aiden can defense. turn it up defensively. I think that team's identity. I think they can turn it up defensively enough that they're in the conversation. I do kind of agree with Ty. I don't think they have a high an offensive ceiling. I think it's more like they'll grind you down. It's a Chris Paul team. That's, but a, I, that's all we got to say, right? I, 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 yeah, no, I, mean, I agree. I just, I just think that I, he makes it sound like they're the Utah Jazz, where we all agree that Utah Jazz doesn't have that type of ceiling, right, in the postseason. We all know that. I just, I think the Phoenix Suns are a little bit better. I, I, I don't. Devin Booker is the key, though. Is he a super superstar, or he is an MVP type of player, or is he just kind of like, you know, second team all, all player NBA? He's very, very like. Is he James Harden, or is he Steph Curry? Like, how good is he? I don't think he's either of those guys right now. Not James Harden. But like, how good is Devin Booker? Because if he is on that peak, peak, peak level of of those guys, they could they should win a championship. Yeah, I, I, we're I a ways I, away. We're a ways away. Yeah, well, we'll see. They're, Christmas is going to be rough. Um, <laughs> relax, relax. Let's give Nova a try. Nova, yeah, what's Nova. up? 
Hey there guys, we go. hey guys. There we Happy go. holidays, people. Yeah, yes, great win. Yeah, great team win. Um, I just want to make a comment on something someone else said concerning um, how do you know when Steph is going to break out of a slump? Um, I think it's no coincidence today, you know, more pick and rolls. I don't want to make this a pick and roll ball movement kind of talk, but like, you know, when Steph has those pick and roll opportunities, you know, going for his shot, kind of controlled, but like, you know, shooting with like, like he knows his shot is coming from here and he's shooting with control and like, you know, off triple moves, I think that's usually when you can see Steph breaks out of the slump. But yeah, great team win, guys. Uh, Christmas game's not looking too good, but, you know, maybe Steph keeps on this streak and we can put out <laughs> a win there. I, look, I tell, you, I tell you what, man. Nova, appreciate week. the call. That's, a, that's an interesting observation. Sorry, Andy, go ahead. No, no, I just – no, it's a great point. I just – remember the first game the Warriors lost to Phoenix? What shot – what Steph shot from the field? I think he shot like me, four for 20 or something. Like, we should – we should. Yeah, see he, like, he looked like he was deed up by Zaza at the Warriors World <laughs> Tournament. You know, he, he, he had trouble getting his shot off, too much length on him. <laughs> too which much brings, scrappiness. Which brings up the next guest, Sheed. What's up, man? Oh, hey. Sheed, Sheed, stop it. Sheed muted himself. He's watching TV. Oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, brother? Chilling, blank was like, oh, man, chilling, man. How you guys doing? You know, hanging in Bask, there, basking in stuff. You know the the usual. By the way, I wore my uh, I wore my uh, Buster Posey hoodie last night. Shout out to Warriors, by the if, if anyone needs to get some Christmas gifts, it's last second. But if you need to get some, go to Warriors World and, and and grab some hoodies. Got a couple people out in Burlingame letting me know that that they loved it. So shout out to Burlingame. I guess you got some stands out there. Oh, that's or maybe like, it's Sam, or maybe it's Sam. Like I don't know. The Bur- the Peninsula <laughs> crowd is our demo for sure. Yeah, love it. Oh man, what you got for us, brother? <laughs> oh, not much, man. Just listening to you guys on this, uh, what is it, beautiful Thursday night while I hide in the garage from like. So <laughs> that's what April. That's what Sam is doing. Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> Definitely need like thirty minutes a day where you're just kind of sitting in silence away from the chaos. <laughs> just uh, yeah, you gotta you know move stuff around in the garage. It's uh, it needs to be organized. <laughs> I think I've, I think I vacuumed our uh, I think I vacuumed the garage like ten times this week. So. <laughs> hey, it's got it, you know got to stay clean, my man. I don't <laughs> I know, fuck it. I don't fuck. <laughs> she, by the way, she, you gonna be on for uh? Well, actually, are we doing a green room on Christmas, Sam? Are we? Are we? Maybe not. Maybe not. We all got, we all got families. I don't know about that. That's that's a game time decision. I don't make those calls. I, I will. Uh, I will. Uh, what I what I what I'll do is that she. Hey, do me a favor. We'll get on for Christmas after the war. You beat the Suns. We'll we'll get, we'll we'll get away from my families. Get on for Christmas. I'll see you then. Uh, they're gonna win without Wiggins. <laughs> What'd you think of Steph tonight? What'd you think of Steph tonight? Uh, I mean, just incredible. Right after you watched the Jimmy G performance. <laughs> Steph, bro, it, looked, it uh, felt like Steph dropped eighty tonight. After that, <laughs> so, so we all, so we all, so we all double, we all double screened it, and then just had a bad mood watching the Warriors until <laughs> Steph got hot. Is that how it went down? Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know, like that. That I don't know, like you know, like football just kind of, you know, after your football team loses, it just kind of gets you like in a shitty mood, and then. You just switch over and you see, you know, you listen to Fitz just <laughs> stop, step talk and, you know, 
Needed that, needed that. Definitely. I, I will yeah. tell you this about Fitz. I will tell you this. If you need someone to cheer you up, fucking Bob Fitzgerald. Nobody does it better. That guy could sell me to me. That guy could sell <laughs> that that guy could sell anything. He is the greatest salesman in uh in sports media. So shout out to Fitz, huh? Merry he Christmas was, to Fitz. Yeah, he, he was selling the Warriors tonight like they were like the worst team in the league taking on the, a juggernaut and there's just peak fits. I mean, yeah, it was from the beginning of the game. She'd appreciate you. He was, uh, he was just going off. It would just need offense from someone, you know, no Wiggins, no pool. No, it just, he had, he had the script in hand the whole way through. He did keep saying that he kept saying, you just got to get it from someone. Oh, who's going to score in this lineup. God, he's the, he's the best. All right. We got Antonio. All right. What's up y'all. What's What's up, man? I appreciate the 49ers and Jimmy G because I'm a Cowboys fan and Dak's been playing terrible for two months. And I'm like, I mean, it can't be much worse than I see Jimmy G. I'm like, oh, it can be worse. So I'm happy we have you, Dak, at least. Um, Watching the games today, I was watching the Memphis stream because where I'm at. And it was funny because Steph was getting repeatedly fouled by Dylan Brooks. And one time he complained to the refs and the refs were like, how can Steph be doing that and not get a technical foul? It's just kind of funny to see like the other announcers, kind of how they talk about it, so especially how you guys just compared like how Fitz is. But then I realized like we made them hella mad for like five years because we were just that good. Um, but yeah, it's kind of understandable. They're still in their feelings. Well, hey, I, I, I'll tell you this. You can read John Hollinger. And understand what the Warriors did, what Steph Curry did, and, Cl- and Clay and Draymond did the Memphis Grizzlies. Sorry, Antonio, man. appreciate you, man. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't resist, Sam. I could resist. Hey, hey, you got you got to call him as you you see him. Um, let's end it on the Walters. Hey, yo, Walters. what's going on? That's the job. <laughs> uh, that's one of my kiddos. See, you can just bring your family awesome. up during Christmas. It'll be that's awesome. Time. No swearing. No swearing. You know, it's it's all good. We 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 liked watching the game and seeing Steph go crazy and hoping that you know Clay comes back soon and all that stuff. But yeah, it's always good to stick it to a team you don't like, especially one that stuck it to you recently. And it's always good to see the Warriors get their cells up and ready to go over and play. So that's what. I- that's awesome take vengeance back on the teams that beat you and then hey everyone have a good Christmas this is the absolute perfect way to end it this is uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas to everyone who's celebrating happy holidays <laughs> to everyone uh, big win we will be back Maybe Christmas night, but definitely the day after at latest. Thanks, everyone. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast.
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.